That's right, baby. Yeah, where's my bell? Back in the saddle again. Thank you, Stephen Tyler. (laughs) I uh, I was just listening to uh, or watching Best of the Rest. Oh, very good. They're recording right now. Those two are photogenic and friendly to the camera. That's right. I'm telling you, Mike's going to have a good week this week. Best of the Rest is back. Nerdy Legion Podcast is back. Hello! Feeling good, looking good. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? I haven't talked to you in, uh, like, a month. Yeah. Two shakes of a rat's tail. Or maybe longer. Actually, I think longer. I think, uh, I think our last episode was the week before Christmas. Yeah, we sort of stockpiled a little bit there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I talked to your younger brother uh, more recently than I talked to Martin. Ah, yes, Martin's been uh, incognito. I've been uh, I've been hiding in a cave. Incognito is not a bad thing. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. Sometimes you need a little. uh, What does Jesus Jones once said? Keep is it is it them? Keep it separated. You gotta keep us separated. No, that's uh oh my gosh. <laughs> Not uh, social distortion. Is that the offspring? Yes. Yeah, offspring. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep them separated. Please forgive me, Jesus Jones. Let's mm, 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 mm. go up to you. Yeah, I uh let me let me address real quick the elephant in the room. Man. Okay. Are you trying I, to say I'm, I'm gaining weight during quarantine? How rude. Uh, let me address Nick's weight gain <laughs> since quarantine. Really? Uh, yeah. No, I'm I, uh, I, thanks I, for a reason. How dare you? Yeah, for sure. No, I, uh, I, I needed a, an extended break. And so I want to address that very quickly before we get to our usual shenanigans. Uh, you know, sometimes, you just you just get to a point where you just can't you just can't do it, Nick. You just can't uh you can't do the funny business like we do on this podcast. So I needed to unplug yes. and uh go hide in a cave. Sometimes quite literally. And uh and so that's what I did. That's what I did for, for all of January. I spent uh I spent a few days in the woods. Uh, it was very cold. Were you with uh, Daryl Hannah? Were you do <laughs> Clan of the Cave Bear? Uh, yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Or were you more Caveman, Ringo Starr, and Barbara Bach? Oh, mm. that's a deep cut. Mm. The first cut is the deepest. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're chock full of song lyrics today. Like it, but uh, but yeah. So I spent uh, spent a couple days in the woods, and uh, and that was that was good to clear myself a little bit. And then, uh, then I went to visit my dad for a couple weeks. Oh, I like that. How's yeah. Nelson? He's he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Tim and his wife surviving uh, surviving quarantine. Okay. Man, I think my dad and his wife deserve a TV show. Oh, that'd be great. They deserve a TV show. My dad said that I was the enemy of the state <laughs> because. 
Um, I was there for a couple of days, and I was like, you know what? They've been really nice letting me stay here. I am going to cook dinner for them. Oh, shoot. Okay. So, so I, I began prepping dinner, and I began cooking. It wasn't anything special. I can't remember what it was. It was like, uh, you know, like some some chicken thing with broccoli and some roasted potatoes. Nothing fancy. But, but still, uh, if you don't need to cook a meal. You're having someone cook it for you. That just makes it special in itself. Well, well, and this is when the TV show began. So, um, so I went to make these roasted potatoes, and they don't have a pan that I could roast these things in. Mm. Okay, the closest thing that I found was like one of those pizza trays, you know, the big round ones. Yeah, I was like, that should work. Apparently, Nick, that does not work. Uh oh, that does not work. Uh, it might work well for something very uh, soft like dough. Sure. But sure. for something hard like potatoes, it does not. So mm-hmm. after an hour and a half of roasting these potatoes, uh, I got tired of it, and I just uh, pan fried them to finish them off, and they were fine. Sure. But uh, but so then his wife says, "See, we need to get a new oven." Oh, because apparently she's been talking about getting a new oven for months now. And Clever. now now that she had backup. Right. On this oven situation. Independent, independent evaluator. Even yeah. Says we need a new oven. Yeah. They had said nothing about it. And so of I course, made these potatoes. Very clever of her. It, it is very, very clever. Yeah. So I make these potatoes and it took an hour and a half. And that's just ridiculous. I mean, potatoes mm-hmm. take 20 minutes. That is crazy. Right. So uh so I said, Man, you guys needed a new oven. And so she goes, See, I told you we need a new oven because they've been talking <laughs> I, about this for months. And did Nelson look over at you and like did you get the look of you could have said a cast iron skillet. That would have cost me fifty dollars. <laughs> Instead, you say oven. That's five hundred dollars. <laughs> Son, you're an enemy of the state. That's right. <laughs> So uh so this was an ongoing situation for uh, several weeks. Oh. Uh not only that, I made the stupid mistake after I made dinner. Mm-hmm. They have a dishwasher. Okay? Mm-hmm. But they do not use their dishwasher. Okay? I don't know why. They don't use it. They store pots and pans in it. <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of people storing pots and pans and comics in stoves as well as dishwashers so i'm not surprised i mean i'm telling you if mike myers had been staying at my dad's house he would have been like can i just leave some of my comics here and yes, store he them would in have the had oven. a drawer box in there yeah for sure at least oh for sure uh but anyway so so they don't use wait okay so you opened up the dishwasher yes and there did you see the potato frying skillet <laughs> <laughs> Just look over at your dad like, I just wasted 90 minutes. Come on, Nelson. Well, I saw that it was full. I was like, do I need to empty this out? And and so she says, we don't – because apparently she's very particular, okay, oh. uh, with like cleaning stuff. And she says, we don't use the dishwasher. I just wash them by hand. And so my dad says she's very particular about the dishes, so we just wash them by hand. Okay, which I which I understand. Like dishwashers aren't perfect, right? Like, but he's been indoctrinated into into the response to the message. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> like, don't even argue with her. Yeah. Yes, I can. You can show her that video that the EPA did that, like washing 
a load of dishes takes whatever five gallons of water and that's the, that equals like two minutes of having the the um faucet going or whatever there that EPA commercial is. Yeah, I'm sure he's just like, I know, I've tried to explain. I know, just yeah. let her do her thing. So, so, so she says, now we we wash him by hand. I said, okay. So <laughs> I got I got to wash him by hand, mm-hmm. and and she's got this like lemon scented dishwashing liquid. Ooh. First mistake that I made was beginning to wash the dishes with the dishwashing liquid. Oh. Um, and uh, I'm ha- like halfway through washing the dishes, and I said, man. It sure takes a lot of dishwashing liquid to wash these dishes. Okay? Because, listen, they're not only uh, is she particular about cleaning, they're very oh. odd with their groceries. And I hope my dad's listening because we had this conversation. So this is not like a secret. Um, but uh, but I'm sure that the Dreamboat's listening, and he's probably laughing because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he spent time there too. Uh, anyways... So I, so I said, man, this dishwashing liquid sure takes a lot. Like Nick, I used like a quarter of a bottle of of dish soap. Okay, Does, is she hovering, knowing that she likes her dishes washed a specific way? Is she hovering around you? Is no, she no, like no. Right out of eyesight, but like watching how you're doing this. Like, how how is this perceived when you say it's taken a half a bottle? Well, is, is it a slowly I turn type moment where she's like, get out of here? No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay. Uh, she she was sitting at the dining room table, uh, which, you know, the, the, the kitchen and the dining room are like uh, connected. Right. It's like one big room. Sure. And then my dad is on the couch watching TV and like we're all chatting as I'm doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I say this. And so I made a mistake because then she proceeds to tell me this whole routine that she has. Oh, Okay, because Nick, uh, let me tell you, th- this this could be an entire episode well, of of the the antics at my dad's house. Okay, I, I do. Do you mind if I stop in between these stories? Because I have so for many sure. Panels. Okay, yeah, for sure. Are you the type of dishwasher, or is she that you're filling up the sink with water, or are you just letting the faucet run while you're doing the dishes? Uh, so so growing up, we didn't have a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And so I would fill it up and do them that way, and then afterwards rinse everything. But the key is, how does she do it? They just run the water. Yeah, because, I mean, I hate to say it, I think I'm the same way. I yeah. think I would just let the water run just like I don't take baths because right. I'm soaking in my own filth. Yes. I don't let supposedly dirty dishes sit in that gunky water. Right. And not wash them off with clean water. And right. I and I understand a lot of people do the dirty dishes in one, the clean water in the other, and then you have a drying rack. I get that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people fill up both sides. Right. Yeah. So okay, um, how did she respond to this half a half a jar of? Well, so she so she says uh, she didn't even buy the dish soap. What? Okay, because. They have a – listen, I, maybe I should have backtracked because I noticed this like the second day that I was there, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, they have two refrigerators in their kitchen. Do they store pots and pans in one of them? Only comics. <laughs> oh, man, I should have guessed that. Dang it, Nelson. Um, no, there's a, a refrigerator for just like – uh, like juice and and like deli meats and and cheese and bread and stuff like that, 
And then that freezer has like frozen vegetables and pizzas and whatever. And like then the day to day, the weekly stuff. Sure. And then the other refrigerator has like fresh vegetables and uh, like uh, like prepared sauces that she does. Um, yeah, and uh, and like frozen meats. Okay, sure. that's that's in the second one. But Nick, it is so jam packed full of food. I have never. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of the same on my in-laws. Yeah, it's two people. My in-laws yeah. do kind of the same thing, but they only have one refrigerator. Sure. But, like, there's just so much. It's, like, jam-packed. Like, if you open it, you have to be – like, you feel like you have to be very careful when you open the door. Yeah, my freezer's that way. Yeah. If you went into my freezer for, like, the ice tray, you would be so scared to, one, <laughs> open it, and then, God forbid, you accidentally jostle something – Honest to God, a half an inch, because then that door is not going to close. <laughs> no matter how. Well, see, they don't even have ice trays because there's so much stuff in there that there's no room for <laughs> ice a, trays. It's a Tetris puzzle of meat. Yes, basically. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so so that's their refrigerators and their pantry's the same way. It's just like jam packed full of stuff, and. Uh, like the second day that I was there, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna if you like have anything special that you want to eat, let me know because I'm gonna go grocery shopping." I said, "Okay, well, like, Very nice. you know, whatever. Like, you guys have plenty of food here. Like, wh- what are you grocery shopping? First of all, right? Uh, <laughs> and you're like, let's just eat out of the freezer for the next two yeah, weeks. Yeah, you could eat like you could eat just what's here for like months. There's so much food here. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, so she had gone grocery shopping, and so she has this thing where she goes and does her grocery shopping. Okay, mm-hmm. she goes two or three times a week. Sure. Okay. Uh, which is kind of foreign to me because I, I mean, my wife does the the order online, mm-hmm. and she goes to pick it up once a week, and then See, like I'm, I'm a two to three person. Oh, are you? If huh. it was up to me, because my uncle like he opened up this door to me. Uh, my my uncle Dave, my mom's brother, he goes and he's done this ever since he moved out to California to work uh, for an airline. He goes grocery shopping for decades every day. <laughs> and honest to God, if I could do that, I would do that. If mm. I was retired, I'd be going to the store every day. Mm. I mean, and I guess. You don't know what you want. Yeah, Tomorrow, no, I, I get it. I'm going to make, you know, uh, whatever curry fried rice i don't know which which i get so like my wife does the big grocery order and then like during the week i might go get like fresh vegetables right sure uh, like a fresh broccoli or whatever mm-hmm. um but so it but you know there's like three and a half of us right because it's always not here all the time but she's here every week right and um but it's just like it's the two of them right and mm-hmm. and it just seemed like a lot but not only that after she goes to the grocery store, she goes to the food bank, mm. and they give her a bag of groceries. Wow. Those – that food that she gets at the food bank does mm-hmm. not go into the refrigerator or to the pantry, huh. right? Because they just give them like non-perishable stuff, right? Like uh, cereals and canned goods and whatever. Sure, sure. That stuff goes in the guest room. What? So the room that I stayed in. Are you had, saying you were sleeping on top of boxes of cereal? I was sleeping on tops of like cans of peas and shit. 
<laughs> was your pillow a 10 pound hunk of cheddar cheese? <laughs> you know, I thought about this and I think like a giant bag of like mozzarella cheese, like shredded mozzarella cheese would make a really good pillow. Daddy, I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> So I opened up a bag of Chex Mix and I put it under my head and I just sniffed it all night and fell right asleep. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Well, so so all that to say, um, to to explain why she had this crappy dish soap, okay? Uh, because she did not buy it; they gave it to her at the food bank. Sure, sure. Okay. Um. Which cool, like I get that, and my my in laws kind of are, are food hoarders too. My dad, my 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 father in law is a little bit of a prepper, so like he's got canned goods like just everywhere, right? Yeah. And like I'm sure, it. I'm sure if I grabbed the shovel and just started digging random holes in the yard, there would be like boxes of food under the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so so not that big a deal. And and nothing wrong going to a food pantry. I mean, no, they're for sure. On fixed, they're on fixed income for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Yeah, we had a discussion too because I helped him do his retirement paperwork. Mm. Um so that was fun. But okay. uh but anyways, so so all that to tell me about this this soap that took mm. like, you know, a quarter bottle to do th- three yeah. three plates and like a pan, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's from it's from the dollar store, what do you expect? For sure. Like I would be surprised. That that seems like high quality at the dollar store compared to what this was. Sure, sure. sure. Um so what does she use to clean off her dishes every night then? They use that. But see, once this bottle was over, that only took like three days, four days to finish yeah. an entire bottle of dish soap. Sure. It was time to go to the grocery store. And then so she they went up to the spare bedroom and got it from underneath your pillow. Nope. She bought good dish soap. <laughs> it's a miracle. We can actually wash dishes. Now. Yeah, dude. And it was so good. Shout out. Not a sponsor. Shame on them. To uh, Dawn Foaming Dish Soap. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. It was like a drop, and I did, like, all the dishes in that house. Oh, that's the best. It was it was, it was was very nice compared to using a quarter bottle of dish soap. Heck, yeah. Um, did but- your stepmom make – remember we talked in December, and you said that one of the great dishes you love is your stepmom's i think it's a casserole what well, kind is of a casserole a spanish casserole or yeah, something like that it's called i think it's called panelon or panetone i know yeah. you said you haven't had it in ages and and you just love it was were you able to get it when you went to yeah she made it twice oh that's the best yeah yeah and and what it is is it's basically lasagna Mm-hmm. Except instead of lasagna noodles, you do a layer of mashed plantains on the bottom. Yes, 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 yes. But then the rest is the same. It's just like the meat with sauce, ricotta cheese, mozzarella cheese. Did you have to request it, or does she just know? Oh no, I have to make this. Uh, no, we were we were, ta- we were talking about it during dinner one time, and it came up. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll make that tomorrow." Oh sheesh! Yeah. Nice. So, nice. Uh, so my dad went down to the Mexican store to buy plantains, because uh, I guess they have good plantains there. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, but apparently, <clears throat> apparently that first one didn't come out correctly 
because you're supposed to wait until the plantains turn black, right? Like the skin turns black, um, which means they're like really ripe. And so inside they turn like super yellow and sweet. Okay. Unlike bananas, when, when you let them ripen, they turn black and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I can't, I can't say I don't like them. I love me some <laughs> like rotten bananas. Yeah, you put those in a banana bread. Mm-mm-mm. Hell yeah. Um, but but anyway, so the first time apparently my dad got the, either the wrong plantains or they weren't ripe enough. So it, so it wasn't sweet. But dude, it was delicious either way, right? And I was like, mm, this is so, so good. So for your, so for you, you're like. Yeah, I guess it doesn't taste the same knowing that she'll just make it again. So it's like, yes. No, I was like, mm, it's so good. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it again because it's not, no. it, the plantains aren't sweet. Um, <laughs> okay, so if you have to. I was like, all right, whatever you say. <laughs> so she made it again like four or five days later. Um, so it's good. I mean, like, you, you, it's, it almost tastes a little weird at first, right? Because, you know, lasagna you feel is supposed to be like salty, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but this is like a sweet and salty, and it's very That's, good. That sounds great. Yeah, it's very I'm good. I'm just glad you could get it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure did. Um, now, now while you're there, just curious, just based on, just based on my mom and and her and my stepfather. Um. Do they feel comfortable enough to raise their voices to each other? Whether whether you're on the other side of a wall or you're in the same room. Ah, interesting. Uh, I don't. They they didn't raise their voices in terms of like yelling at each other. Um, well, ar- arguing, I guess, or discussing. There, there was there was arguing, but. I mean, my dad argues the same way I argue, just like cracking jokes the whole time you're arguing, mm. right? Because you're not like very serious when you're arguing. So I, that's why I'm telling you, like, it was like I was in a in like a sitcom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where like my dad would say something and she would like snap back with a joke, sure, and then like he would pretend to be angry and like snap back with another joke, but like they're mm-hmm. joking around the whole time, right? Like they weren't serious at any point. With like the crap that they were saying. Uh, when, it, when did your stepmom come into your life? Like, how old were you? Uh, they get married, I think, twelve years ago. Okay, so you were an adult. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same, same with me. And there's been times where, like, because those, like, my mom when she get when she divorced my dad, she was very much like a housewife, traditional housewife. Did not mm. work until we were in high school. Um, and then all of a sudden she just totally blossomed, uh, discovered her independence. Like she definitely is the role model for me of like, that's what I want a woman to be in my life. I Mm. want her to be independent, not soft spoken, speak your mind, be funny, you know, like, like she's the, she's the archetype for me. And then since she is very, she is not soft spoken now. To see how they're her and her new husband. And I mean, he came into my life when I was like, I don't know, probably late 20s. Mm-hmm. But to see how they argue and discuss and like rib each other yeah. is so different from my father and my mom. Ah, yeah. So to actually like hear her talk back to him and like, 
actually be like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Are you kidding me? And she'll just like rail on him <laughs> to like see that is like, whoa, that's a whole different side. Even though yeah. it's just as uncomfortable to see any parent situation, uh-huh. like to see anyone like that argue or like raise their voice. That's still, I mean, shoot, even 20 years later, every time it happens, especially when I go visit them and like there's nowhere I can go. It's just like, oh, my God, it's it's like somebody hitting two pots and pans like behind your head. Like Mm. it just it gets you so it gets me so tense and nervous. It's just like, oh, like I immediately become eight years old hearing it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I was just curious, like. You know, do you see that? And is it one of those like, uh, I'm going to go upstairs and sit with the canned corn for a little bit. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. But uh, but it, it was cool. Um, yeah. And, and, and it was nice, too, because it's like the, the most time I spent with with her since they got married. Right. Because awesome. uh, they moved down to Georgia, I think, almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, it'd be like, you know, a couple of times that I'd seen her over the years uh, but mostly just like over the phone. Nice. Uh, so so it was good. It was good. Um, but anyway, so and the other problem with washing the dishes mm-hmm. was the faucet. Hmm. Because a couple years ago, I installed a very nice tall faucet in my kitchen. Mm. Um, and they had like you know like a, a really short one, like the ones you would find in like a bathroom. Sure, sure. And uh, and you can't wash dishes like that. I mean, like maybe a plate, but you can't wash a pot that way. Martin, so, did you create a honeydew list for yourself? Of I did like stuff that your dad needs done. I did. I was yeah. like, man, let, this let thing is so short. <laughs> and 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 she was like, yeah, we need a new faucet. <laughs> and my dad's like, do you hate me? Do you hate me right now? What's up with that? So uh, so she ordered a faucet that night. And then I uh, came the next day, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll call such and such friend that like comes over and like does stuff." And I was like, "Well, I'm here anyway. Like, I'll put the faucet on." Um, oh, look, Nelson! Even your son knows how to put on a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you another look. Yeah. No, he kept making comments. Uh, he's like, "I'm too old." He's like, "I don't do anything anymore. I don't cook. I don't do anything." <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so, so they got a new faucet. And uh, the the day before I left, we uh, we went to Lo- actually we went to Home Depot. Let me tell you about Bobby. Okay, I hope I hope Home Depot is listening to the show. Oh. Okay. So she knew that that they were going to buy a stove. Okay, mm-hmm. so she was like extra nice and sweet for like a couple of days <laughs> before this, and and of course my dad made comments. Like, you're only saying that because you want me to buy a stove. Uh, so so Saturday, the Saturday before I left, mm-hmm. she said, uh, so I have a good idea. She's like, tomorrow Sunday. Uh, they asked me to go to church with them, so I went to church with them. And uh, she's like, you know, tomorrow Sunday, we're going to go to church. She's like, how about before we go to church, we go to IHOP. We'll get some breakfast, have, you know, whatever, hang out, talk, then we'll go to church. And then after church, we'll go and, and buy a, a stove. Uh-oh. And, uh, and my dad's like, you're just trying to bribe me to buy the stove. Smart. Uh, which, of course, that's true. So, yeah. so anyways, 
we get up early on Sunday and uh, and we go to this IHOP and it was the worst ever. We, we got there at like 8.30 and we left at 10.30. Jeez. They were like super understaffed. Like the kitchen staff was new. Like people were walking out of this place, Nick. Wow. Uh, yeah. And not, uh, a, not a mask in sight. Oh, everybody had a mask. Yeah, Ma- mask are mandatory in Georgia. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're, terrible experience. And I don't want to talk about that because my dad left a scathing review. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna get on Yelp. <laughs> no, no, he did uh, the, those Google reviews, which I was telling my wife about it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's a big deal." She's like, oh, yeah. "the the the place that she worked at before, like they, like if if anybody said just like a word that just vaguely insinuated something bad, they were like on the phone immediately with the customer, like <laughs> calling them." Yep. Um. But uh, so he did that. So so we go to church. We leave. And uh, he's like, we're going to go to this place because there's a Lowe's and a Home Depot. And listen, I, you know, I, I do stuff around the house. And when I need to get something to fix something around the house, I go to Lowe's because sure. I feel like they have better staff. They're friendlier. Um, the, the stores look a little cleaner, more modern, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. But mm-hmm. but just, just the staff seems better. And uh, and so we passed by the Lowe's. I was like, just go to Lowe's. He's like, no, we'll go over to the Home Depot and look and see what the prices are. Then we'll go to Lowe's and compare, and then we'll see what's best. I said, all right. So we go to the Home Depot, and we go back to the appliance section, and they're looking at all these ovens. Uh-huh. And, uh, and finally, they find one that they like. But there's nobody at the appliance section, right? Oh, like, no employees. So my dad goes to the next section over, which is uh, like cabinetry, I guess. And and the guy's there like selling some cabinets to this lady, and he's like, "Is there anybody working in appliances?" He's like, "Yeah, Bobby should be over there." He's like, "Okay." So we go back to appliances. Bobby's nowhere to be found. I was like, "Well, you know, see if you can find them around the like in the next aisle over. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I'll see if maybe he's in there, right? Not that big a deal." So uh, so I go in there and uh, I do my business in the bathroom, uh, but there's nobody else in there. So I was like, "Well, Bobby's not in here." <laughs> So I come back out, and when I come back out, my dad is literally just, like, walking up and down the aisles yelling, Bobby, Bobby, is Bobby here? (laughs) So uh, I was like – You would think at a place like that, they should – if the guy knows Bobby should be there, why doesn't he walk over, grab a phone, and be like, Bobby to appliances? You know, it gets better, Nick. to appliances. It, It gets better, Nick. Ugh, the worst. Uh, so uh, he's like, I don't see any Bobby. I'm like, all right, well, let me go look over here. So I go down this other aisle. No Bobby, right? So now me and my dad are both just walking up and down Home Depot yelling Bobby. Oh, my God. Um, and I was like, Bobby's well, you know. on a smoke break? He, I don't know what he was doing. So I was like, well, you know, let me go talk to the customer service desk up front, and I'll have him page Bobby. Yeah. So I walk to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, uh, we're trying to buy a stove. We're in appliances. Uh, we're just, like, ready to buy the stove now and leave. Is there anybody over there? And the girl says, well, Bobby's over there. And I said, ma'am, Bobby's not there. That's why I'm here. Can Don't you look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> I said, yeah, Bobby's over there. Just go over there. Yeah, Bobby's not there. I said, can you get on the phone and page Bobby to appliances? And she says, okay. 
So I walk back to appliances. And I tell my dad, I talk to the lady up front. She says she's going to page Bobby, that Bobby should be here. And he says, well, Bobby's not here. I said, I know. And she's paging him. So we wait and we wait and we wait and then we wait and there's no Bobby and nobody's paging Bobby. God. So uh, Bobby's working at Lowe's today. (laughs) So, uh, so I was like, let's just go to Lowe's. And my dad's like, yeah, screw this place. I'm leaving them a bad review. (laughs) Oh, no. So so we went to Lowe's like a high tier member of Google Google reviews at this point. Bro, he he must have like review. (laughs) Yeah, he must have like stock in Google reviews. Okay, (laughs) Nelson here once again. Let me tell you about IHOP on I-59. Oh, boy. Oh, Uh, boy. Uh, But uh, but so we go to Lowe's and immediately the girl was there were two people there at the appliance desk. Immediately, we knew what we wanted, so we talked to the girl, and she's like, and and she wanted the stove in white to match the other stuff. She's like, okay, I'll go to the back and look. She goes to the back. She's like, yeah, we have one in white. It's like, perfect. Let's fucking buy it. So we go. We do the paperwork. My dad pays for it. That was it. Boom. Didn't need Bobby. F Bobby. When do they get it installed? So they came the next day. Oh, perfect. Yeah, they came the next day. So they had said between 12 and 4, and I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I'll hang out until they come install the stove, and then I'll leave, right? Yeah. Um, Which they ended up getting there early. They got there like 1 o'clock. Well, they had called Saturday night or Sunday night mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be there till like 3.30 or 4. And I was like, whatever, not that big a deal. Um, Because right. I think uh, Anna gets home from work at like 4.30. It's like, you know, if anything, like, I'll leave when she gets home. Sure. Uh, but they got there, like, my dad was going to work at 1, and they were pulling in. So, uh, so yeah, so I was there while they were installing the stove. Thanks. And uh, I had to hang out for, like, an hour because you got to, like, turn it on, like, yeah. preheat it and turn it off, preheat it, turn it off for a couple times. Yeah, test everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it was super simple. And I know she yep. was happy with the stove. Because, like, that sucker got to 350 in, like, three minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I know that sucker works. Um, but Did, did uh, she yeah. also recommend to Nelson to do two Google reviews, one for the make and model and one for Lowe's? Make sure you give positive reviews, not just negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I know that the Google thing has to, like, be a big deal because we went to uh, T-Mobile yesterday to get my new phone. And when we were leaving, the guy's like, make sure you leave a review. And he, like, got the phone and set it on the, the Google reviews thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it when I get home. Uh, I did not do it, by the way. It is a big thing. Uh, apparently. Apparently. And I hate to say it. I mean, believe me, me being in customer service, it's so hard not to be jaded because how many people go and leave a good review? Mm. It's so – it's just human nature to, like – if something is niggling you to like, I'm going to leave a bad review yep. or a warm review. It's like, well, what about all those hundreds of people that have great reviews that just never get entered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So and uh, and in my lifetime, I, you know, I experienced that. Um, it always be like, oh, make sure you leave a good review. And like, you always have to say it because people that have a good experience, just like, oh, it's a good experience, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but exactly. people that have a bad experience, they'll make sure they tell somebody. Oh, yeah. They'll make sure. 
but uh but yes it was good so i was uh, i was at my dad's for two or three weeks oh that's so good yeah it was nice yeah that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. you drove i did nice how I, was the drive uh it was straight shot down 85 so it was easy oh, oh that's good that's yeah yeah, good. yeah it's like uh two hours i think oh shoot that ain't bad yeah not too bad but uh dad liked seeing you yeah 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 yeah. except you did cost him about a thousand dollars by the time you well you know it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is it's so good but uh yeah yeah yeah, so it was good so it was good i got a got a chance to lay back a bit all of a sudden your stepmom's like hey what did you think of the water pressure in that shower martin I I think it's a little low. See, Nelson, I told you the water pressure's a little low. <laughs> no. Oh god. Yeah. But please don't come back to my house at least for another two three years. Thank you. You're costing me way too much money. Yep. I mean, it was stuff that needed to be done. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. mean, I guess like changing a faucet is not that big a deal, but yeah, convenience, Nick. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You sort of get used to stuff, too. That's like true. It might not be perfect, but... And I still don't understand why you wouldn't use the dishwasher. I just don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that either. Even if it does 90% decent job, think of all that time I just saved. Mm-hmm. I don't... Who cares about the water? Think of the time. You're right. Unless it's therapeutic for you. Like, I I mean, I like folding laundry because it's, like, meditative for me. Oh, really? See, I I never fold my laundry. Yeah, I like it. Uh, What I do is I take my dirty clothes basket and I dump everything in the washer. I wash it, then I dry it, and then when it's done, I dump it all back out. And then... uh, I have black t-shirts and jeans, so I'm not surprised that's how that's that's the way it goes. That's true. Everything is exactly the same. <laughs> oh, too good. Got to wear my uniform, man, you know? Oh, I hear you. You and Steve Jobs. Yeah. You guys have a lot in common. Now now you even have the phone in common, which is great. I'm going to start wearing uh black suits and and white shirts. <laughs> I am. I've been uh I've been I've been listening to uh I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast Lex Friedman. Mm-mm. Uh, he's awesome. He's uh, like an AI researcher, um, and uh, he was on I think Joe Rogan's podcast last year, and uh, he's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do a podcast. And so he launched the podcast, and uh, it's cool. He's got like really interesting people that go on there, uh, like scientists and philosophers and stuff like that. And uh, and he always wears black suits with the button down white shirts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. That's a cool uniform. Maybe I'll wear that all the time. I'm going to start wearing a suit to the Nerdy Legion podcast with Nick Wetmore. Wow. Mm-hmm. How's how's the wife going to take that all of a sudden? Mm, that's a good question. You're going to be all suited up. That's a good question. She might get confused. Yeah. She might get confused. But uh, but yeah, so so it was good. It was good. What, 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 have, what have you been up to? Buddy, you know this whole pandemic thing. Nope, never heard of it. You know what I've I've discovered that I've done at least twice? I'll be in my car for whatever reason I might, like, I'll be putting on my mask to go somewhere. 
And I'll just decide, and th- I think this is just pandemic think. Mm. I forget I have the mask on and I go for a drink. <laughs> I've done that three times. These are just little <laughs> pandemic things that, that I'm like, this never happened pre-pandemic because I never had a mask on. It's and true. I just keep forgetting. Mm. That's terrible. It's pretty funny every time it happens. So I do, gotta you, say. do you get like liquid all over yourself? Oh, God, yeah. All the way down. <laughs> the first time, it, it just hit right in the crotch. So it just looked like I went to the bathroom all over myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a good look. Real good look. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, no, that's good, man. It's good when uh, when things are just calm and quiet. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's all good. I, uh, you know, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I don't like to talk politics, Nick, but let me tell you that, uh, that it's been nice to just like things to be quiet in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. There there was like a little, a little drama at the beginning that first week of the year, but, uh, but outside of that, who would have thought press, uh, daily press briefings would, would be so interesting. Yeah. Who knew? Who would have thought? Who knew? But uh, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, uh, that, have, that's another here. Two questions for you, Martin Ferretti. Oh, they're both semi-related. Oh, but I have to ask both of them, and you can and you can choose from any era. Okay. If you were in Prince's band, mm. which person would you want to be? Now you could choose any era. Of Prince's band, but I have my own choice. Hmm. I've never thought of that. Mm. Um. Uh, let me think about it. Who Who would you choose? Oh, I would absolutely be Doctor uh, Doctor Fink on the keyboards and the synthesizers. Oh yeah, and I get to wear a uniform, a cool doctor <laughs> uniform. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And guess who's on 1999? This guy, Doctor. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I mean, now I used you to... could say Jesse Johnson because he was pretty damn sexy. As no, a no. I mean, I used to I used to play the drums. Oh. Uh, so like maybe Michael Bland. I don't know. Um, but you know, or I do... would you be Diamond and Pearl drummer? Oh. oh. Well, see, I, I was going to say I might pick uh, – what's her name? Oh, shit. Sheila E? His girlfriend. What was her name? Vanity? Vanity. Or Apollonia. No. Va- Ooh, Apollonia was good too. No, Vanity. Yeah, that's a good call. That's um, a real, actually, this goes right into my other question because that, that might be your answer for my other question. Oh? If you were to be somebody under the Paisley Park, record label who would you be <laughs> you could be vanity and vanity six <laughs> uh yeah i mean i guess me i want to be jerome in the time i'm not cool enough to be morris day but could i hold his beer and dance with him in see in, in complete uh synchronicity yes i could i could do that because I'd look uh, sweet in that oversized outfit. Come on now. 
Oh. Move over, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I am here, son. Um, those are the questions that I had when when we took our little hiatus. That I'm like, I'll just sock those away. Yeah, that, that's I'll put, I'll put those on a note, and I'll I'll ask Martino. I I could have thrown that out on Twitter, but I'm like, I want to hear from Mart. Yeah, that that's such a weird question. Uh, you know, we've uh we've had our, our fair share of odd questions over the years, uh, mm-hmm. but but I never thought that uh which uh <laughs> which Paisley Park artist would you be would be one of them. It would be tough. I mean, Sheila E is pretty damn good. Oh, but yeah. I'm oh. telling you, Jesse Johnson, he had one hell of a time with Prince. Then he went solo and got heavily into cocaine. Of course. And I'm sure so many of the ladies. With a body like that? Oh, my. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? That black man was fire back in the day. Are you kidding me? And he could play a damn good guitar. I thought you were going to go Diamond and Pearl era Prince. I, I thought about but that. You you can't be – no one can be Prince. Get out of here. Don't even suggest yourself as that. Yeah. But Diamond and Pearl, I thought you were going to go – and this was also his girlfriend, the belly dancer. The belly dancer. Remember her? No. In all the videos and she went on, on tour with him and she was dating him for a while? No. Oh, yeah. See, you're out on stage, but only for a little bit. And then you're being awfully sexy on stage. <laughs> but then you're gone. It's like the best of both worlds. Jerome has to be out there for the entire set. You're only out there for three, four songs. How how big was Jerome? He only what? had that one song, right? Jerome was huge with was the time. He? Yes. Morris Day can't comb his hair without Jerome holding that mirror. Are you kidding me? Huh. Hell yeah. Now I've got to look it up. What was his name? Jerome Benton, right? I think so. Yeah. Even when the time did their reunion, Jerome was out there. Hell yeah. No one can play a symbol like Jerome. You know that. That's true. i got to see. Man, Wikipedia sucks. Maybe I should do Jerome Benton discography. I don't think he ever had an album, did he? I thought I he, he, I thought he I had one. I think he was straight up the time. Are you sure? I believe so. You might be right. Now I'm looking him up. Yeah, you're right. He was so good, dude. You're right. Jelly Bean Johnson. <laughs> but you're right. Jerome Benton. Yep. Man. Those were the times. You know, cool. it's uh, it's too bad about Prince. I completely agree. It's too bad about Prince. Wait a minute. Hit Jerome Sibling? Thank you, Wikipedia. Jerome Sibling? Terry Lewis. Terry motherfucking Lewis. Really? What the hell? I wonder if that's how he got the job. Interesting. But good on him. Good on him. Uh yeah, good on him. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That that's that is sad about Prince. Uh yeah. Yeah. I was uh I, I think there I think there was some good comeback right there. Like I know he sort of slid off the face of the earth for a while there 
yeah. producing a lot of independent stuff by himself. Mm-hmm. But I, there's no way that creativity wouldn't have come back for at least a couple more. Not just like you, when the Beach Boys came out with Kokomo, that was like a one hit wonder. Like the Beach Boys ain't coming out with like big, huge hits at that point. Right. Like they got lucky with Kokomo. But I don't I, I don't see Prince going that way. I see him reinventing himself hmm. at least a couple more times. Maybe I should look this up. Is there a conspiracy theory about how Prince died? Of course there is. Come on. There's got to be, right? Yes, there has to be. Uh, I'm sure you can put it right into YouTube and be like down, down an icy road. There's a, there's a show that I talked about before. It's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's still tied to, but at least it began as a show put out by uh, Vice. Uh, oh, you can you can watch it on um, on Hulu or whatever. So it's it's on TV, um, or you can just I'm sure it's on YouTube too. Uh, but he does like um, the the whole show is about drugs. He's like a, a pharmacological expert. Hamilton uh, Morris Norris can't remember his last name. One of those two. Uh, his dad is somebody like a producer or something too. Um, but uh, but he goes through like different drugs and like analyzes the subculture and like all this stuff. And and he did an episode on uh, what's fentanyl. That's what it is. That's what he died from. Uh, which is what Michael Jackson died from too. And mm. uh, and like he apparently he knew the guy that created fentanyl. Wow. Um. And and the guy that created it wasn't trying to like do this crazy drug to like <laughs> you know f people up. Sure. Um. He was looking for a supplement for morphine because morphine's super addictive. Um. And he wanted something that was cheap because morphine's not cheap. And and that way people that. I mean, this is probably a whole different discussion that's not for this show. Uh, but he wanted people that, like, if you are addicted to morphine, you still have something that you can use to, like, get your high. Uh, but you're not, like, out robbing people or whatever and destroying your life to try to make money to, like, spend it on morphine. Uh, so, he, so he came up with this, like, really cheap substitute. Uh, the problem is that fentanyl is so powerful that a lot of people ended up dying as a result because mm-hmm. like they didn't know how to do the dosage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, I think that's a big difference between like that and the date rape drug. Mm. Like that was just supposed to be, you know, a horse tranquilizer. Mm. Like that person was inventing it for that reason. And then it got skewed over to being something completely different. Mm hmm. Like all respect there, but like somebody who's like, you know what we need to do? Cocaine's way too expensive, but this crack cocaine that's cheap enough and it gives you the same high. Get in there, more people. Like, no, no props to you, good sir. No Nobel Peace Prize coming your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. I think Canada does it, but there's a, a lot of countries in Europe that do it too, where they have like safe houses. Uh, we're like, if you're a, a, you know, a morphine addict, for example, or heroin addict, you can just like go to these places and they're like clinics. And so they have like nurses there and they like administer the heroin to you. 
Um, and so you're like in a safe environment to do it. Sheesh. Yeah. Cause, pretty progressive. Well, you know, cause the, the, the reasoning is that it's better for them to be in a safe place. It's like, dude, it's like when I was growing up, my parents were like, well, once I got to like, uh, like senior year in high school, uh, they'd be like, you know, I know you guys, you and your friends are going out drinking or whatever. Like, if you guys feel like you, you need a safe space to do it, like, I'd rather you guys come and do it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're like safe at home than like walking around drunk and you know walking around New York City. <laughs> sure. Uh, which like that's cool. I get that. <coughs> mm, excuse me. Uh, bird in my throat. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's I don't know. It's weird. Again, probably probably not a discussion for this show. <laughs> yeah, probably not a discussion. Might be a little too deep. We we need to. It's our first episode back. We got to have some fun. We gotta have some fun. Um, speaking of fun, yeah, I am gonna make Aaron Bell so proud <gasps> after years and years of him telling me to do this. I finally did it. I I watched the first two seasons of Money Heist on Money Netflix. Heist. Yeah, Money Heist. What is that? It is. The bomb diggity show. Okay. Right. He always talks so much about it and I never watched it. Ronnie, if you're listening, I will watch Supernatural. I promise. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've told Ronnie I was going to watch Supernatural for like four years now. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. My queue is very long. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so I finally watched Money Heist. And let me tell you. I highly recommend anyone listening to this watch Money Heist. Okay, watch it. Don't watch it on your phone or a tablet. Watch it on the big screen. Uh, not that it's like you know super fancy cinematography, uh, but it's it's really well shot and the story is awesome and there's so many twists and turns. Uh, real simple. It this is a, sh- a show from Spain, Spanish show. Okay. Uh, but the uh, so you can watch it in Spanish with subtitles. Uh, but the the dub is actually pretty good. Uh, I always recommend you watch in the original language anyway, uh, even though it sucks to read subtitles sometimes. But uh, but since I do speak Spanish, I can tell you the dub is pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And mm-hmm. basically, it's a, a group of criminals, uh, mostly like thieves, bank robbers, stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, that get uh, united by this one guy. Uh, his name is The Professor. Uh, because they don't go by their real names, they like pick city names, but he's the professor. Sure. And uh, and they develop this heist to rob the royal mint of Spain. Oh. Okay. And so everyone thinks that like they're gonna go in there, break in, steal money from the thing, and leave. That's part of the plan. Uh, their actual plan. And this is not a spoiler because you learned this like very early on. Uh, the plan is not actually to rob the mint because that'd be too easy. Uh, the plan is to like create a hostage situation in the royal mint uh, to give them enough time to print their own money. Okay, hmm. and the the plan is to print. Uh, I think it was like a billion and a half euros. Um, and I think that's supposed to take like ten days or something. Um, they end up leaving before the ten days, and I don't want to spoil any of it. But the first two seasons are like connected right so it's basically like a giant season but it's split up into two 
And in the whole, those first two seasons, the entire thing takes place inside the mint. Okay. Wow. There are there this, only two seasons? There are four, and there's a fifth one coming. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know I love a heist show. Dude, it's so good. You know what it's like? All right. This is going to be a bad comparison because this oh. show is way above and beyond better. Uh, but the first season of this show was actually really good. They just ended up like murdering the show afterwards. Sure. Uh, do you remember the show Prison Break? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the first season was good. With the two brothers? The two brothers, yes. Uh, the one brother that develops a plan to break the other one out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Prison Break. Except it's a a bank robbery, uh, and there's a much bigger cast. I think there's like seven or eight people involved in in the heist. Um, but like the number of twists and turns is like way better, way better. And like, and sometimes you're like, all right, like everything in this show is a MacGuffin. You know what I mean? Because like everything that happens, they like had already planned for it. Because they they oh. they all live in a house together for like six months planning this heist, like going mm. over every single detail, right? So they know exactly what the police are going to do the entire time. Uh, so that like they know that there's going to be a hostage negotiator coming in, like all the stuff, and they know like the the police procedures. So they're like, okay, when the police do this, we're going to do this, and that's going to lead them to doing this. So then we do this. Um, and so they get like all this training on the plan and then like additional things, you know, like first aid in case somebody gets shot or whatever, things like that. Um, but, uh, dude, those two seasons, I, I just started the third, uh, but those first two seasons are amazing. So Aaron Bell, shout out to you for the recommendation, uh, you know, four years late, (laughs) 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 but, uh, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, yeah. yeah, highly recommend it. And there's uh, there's some interesting twists at the end. Um, I started watching it, and then uh, my dad started watching with me on the second season, so he was a little behind. I had to catch him up. Uh, there's a couple things that happened in the second season. He's like, all right, that's kind of stupid. Um, I don't want to spoil what that is, because if somebody starts watching it, they might be like, okay, this is what Martin was talking about. Uh, mm. But outside of that, like, it's it's really well done, very well planned. Um, I'll, there's like some time skips. Uh, in particular, like as certain aspects of the the heist get revealed, um, you get like flashbacks to like their when they were training before the heist, uh, and so you see like how this fits into the plan for the next thing, right? Uh, so, you know, it, it's really smart. I just I really loved it. So highly recommend everyone watch Money Heist, uh, and it that is a Netflix good. original. Oh wow. Hmm. Sounds real good. Well, you know, they buy everything, so uh, put that on your queue, my friend. They do. They do do that. They do do that. Um, so uh, so I watched that. I watched yesterday the documentary that I said I was going to watch that you recommended, uh, Fireball. Oh, yeah. What's the full title? Something, Visitors from a Darker World. That sounds right. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, so nobody told me this. Rob Krieger is completely, uh, surprised 
He said, I am an unrecognizable person because I switched from iAndroid after 10 years to an iPhone. Um, we're not going to talk about that today. Welcome to the hive. But I got to tell you, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite phone ever. I got an iPhone 12. I got an iPhone 12 mini. It is the yeah. perfect size. Sure. Yeah. I, can, I can hold it in one hand. Yep. And boy, did I miss that. Because cause working your phone with two hands is for peasants. Okay. Uh, either that or for like royalty and then you hire a peasant to hold your phone that requires two hands to hold. Uh, hey, Martin? Yeah, yes. Are you wearing a hat right now? Because <laughs> I feel like you're being Captain Obvious right now. <laughs> hey guys, who would have thought this Apple phone? I think it might be I think it might be all right. <laughs> uh let me tell you, my, my favorite phone of all time mm-hmm. is the Google Nexus 5. Mm. Okay? It's it's a little bigger than this iPhone 12 mini. Uh I used it until last year. This phone came out in 2012. And the only reason I quit using it is because you cannot <laughs> uh no phone carrier supports uh like two G anymore. Right. And most are getting rid of three G or have already gotten rid of three G. So you have to have at least a four G phone. Uh and this phone's so old it does not have that. So I was forced to get rid of this phone that I loved and have used for so many years. I still keep it next to my desk as a reminder of what a phone should be. Mm. Uh, I would do that with my Motorola Razor, but I cracked ooh, it yeah. in half just uh, to see if I could. That's too bad. But the Razor is was a tank of a phone. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You could throw it off of a building and it would survive. Well, I've never thrown my Nexus 5 of a building, but but I still have it. It's not the original one that I had because when I – Cracked mine and broke it. I ordered one, and I mean, where can you go online and buy a phone that you love for forty nine ninety nine? Uh, granted, used, so the battery life is terrible because it's a ten year old phone. Yeah. Uh, but I loved it. Anyways, so we went to the store, and and I've been using my wife's old LG G five, which she got rid of because the battery life sucked. Um, but I've been using that, and it was fine. But again peasant hold their phone with, with two hands mm-hmm. and so i went to the to the t-bubble store and i was like hmm, i'm thinking about doing this iphone thing and mm-hmm. so i was looking i was looking and i was playing with it and i thought about getting an iphone 11 um because of the screen size but then i remembered i don't want this giant phone yeah okay i want you a small hands free so or I at said, least hand free. Yeah, hand free. So I said, can I look at this 12 mini? He's like, you don't want like the 12 Max Pro? And I said, no. My favorite phone is this 10 year old phone. <laughs> I want one that's the size of that phone. And, uh, and I love it. It is the perfect phone. Uh, I don't know where, where I've been this whole time. Like, just, I love it. Face ID is awesome. Apple pays the best. I went to set up my my Apple TV because this is this is how we're getting to this story. Apparently, you get Apple TV free for a year. Isn't that uh, great? No, nobody told me this. 
Uh, yeah, now, I think it comes with like a phone, or if you buy like an Apple TV, you'll get it for free. Yeah, if you buy, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. If you buy Apple TV or a phone, I think on the Macs too, uh, you get That's a year free. Yeah, but but I didn't know this. I didn't know until I started fiddling with it and opened the Apple TV app, and it said, "Do you want a one year free trial?" And I said, "One year, yes." Uh, <laughs> Why I, wouldn't I? I also did a free trial of Apple Music, which I'll cancel because I don't listen to music. Uh, but that was three months free, so I was like, well, shit. Uh, anyways, I love it. Apple Pay, greatest thing ever. I have not used my, my credit card in, like, three days. Um, anyways, but all this to say. Now you have to swing by Target or McDonald's and get yourself, like, a McDonald's biscuit and do Apple Pay just for science, just to see if you can. Oh, that's genius. And you're like, honey, I have to. This that's is genius. for science. Well, we we went to the mall with the girls yesterday, and we stopped by Koi because they love to get the uh, boba tea there. And uh, and I look, and they had the little Apple Pay thing on it, and I was like, I'll just pay for my, with my phone. And uh, so I did it, and it was so much easier. I don't have to touch anything. I don't have to sign anything. I just freaking hit it, and it looks at my face and says, yep, that's you. Uh, and it was the best. I love it. That's uh, why the wife always orders from uh, Target because they do Apple Pay. Oh. And she's like, I just stick my thumb right here, it zips, 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 and it's sent. So I got to tell you, it's nice. And I, and I created new accounts for some things because on Android, you don't have this. But a lot of apps on the iPhone, when you go to log in, it says, do you want to sign in with your Apple ID? Mm. And I was like, well, shit. Yeah, I'll fucking do that. Hearthstone would love to have my Apple ID. No, I didn't do it with Hearthstone. But like Flipboard, for example, it's a, okay. a, a news app. Yeah. Um and uh, and I was starting to hate it because it like kept recommending politics shit and I'm like I don't care. Why are you <laughs> recommending this? Uh so I just created a new account. Why aren't you smart learning? Yeah, for real. Um but it was nice so like I went to set up my Apple TV app on the Fire Stick and you know, my one pet peeve Nick on mm. all these fucking apps, oh my god, mm. is you ha- it, it tells you to sign in, and the majority of them, how do you sign in? You have to put in your login username and your login password. You know how mm-hmm. hard it is to do that with a remote control that doesn't have like <laughs> letters and numbers and symbols? <laughs> it's impossible. So in the past, what I would have to do for the Fire Stick is download the uh, Fire Stick remote app because on the app you can pull up a keyboard. Mm. Otherwise, I have to use the stupid remote control and like scroll through all the letters. And you know my passwords are like thirty characters long. Of course, Mark so it it takes like three days. Yeah. With yeah. the Apple TV, didn't have to do that. All I mm-hmm. did was scan the QR code and I'm signed in. Genius. <laughs> why why doesn't everybody do that? I thought we weren't going to talk about phones. We're not talking I about phones. We were going to talk about asteroids. We're talking about Apple TV. So, okay. I will not recommend anyone pay for this. <laughs> no, of course not. No. But really? if you have an eligible device and you get a free year, then by all means, watch uh, Fireball uh, Visitors from the Darker World. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, what's the name? Hertz or. Oh, God. I always. Werner Herzog. Herzog, That's it. I would say Herzer Vernog. It was funny too because I started watching it, and uh, and my wife's like, 
is that Hertz of Verdog? <laughs> I'm like, yes. She's like, I is can that tell. Werner Eggnog? What? Yeah, Werner Eggnog. And <laughs> oh, episode title. Um, and I was like, yeah, how'd you know? She's like, well, he narrates all his documentaries. You can't like mistake his voice. You know what I mean? There's uh, no way she didn't see Grizzly Man. So yeah, I don't know if she saw Grizzly Man. I would be shocked if she didn't see Grizzly Man. But uh, but anyway, so uh, so I signed in and I started watching it, and uh, and it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I I, uh, I tweeted about it on both my yeah. Twitter accounts. Um, because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Nick, about these kind of documentaries. Uh, there's a lot of people that are interested in the, that kind of stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. meteors and asteroids and stuff. Uh, the problem that I've noticed when people talk about these things or when somebody makes a documentary about them mm-hmm. is, uh, for the most part, like the science is pretty good, right? So I'm, I'm not knocking that. But the one thing that I always notice is the fear mongering that they put in these documentaries. Because yes. like – you know, these things can be deadly. Giant fireballs from space. They can destroy right. a lot of shit. And so the focus is always on like, oh, the big one's coming. Right? Oh, in, in 24 days, we're going to be well, – the Earth is going to miss the big one by 2.2 miles. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can we do about that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Even though they uh, yes. are sending up uh, satellites to hopefully mi- redirect some asteroids that they know are coming. Yeah, they're working on that. But see, they've yeah. they've they've all watched uh, they've all watched the the Bruce Willis movie Armageddon, uh, mm-hmm. so they know not to blow it up. Are you sure that they're not watching the what was it, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman, one? What was it, Space Cowboys? Space Cowboys. <laughs> um but uh but 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 that's always the thing like oh these things are deadly they destroyed the dinosaurs this that and the other this documentary none of that uh i mean get the wackadoodle person that's like i have a sinkhole in my backyard that was a asteroid it's like no it wasn't no it wasn't um, so, so I appreciated that there was no fear mongering and, uh, yeah. like they do show like the, the, the Chili Binks, uh, crater, which killed the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talk about it a little bit, but it's not like, oh, be careful because another one's coming. It's like, look at this beautiful crater in this lake that's here now. Uh, yeah. cause you know, like, that's how he does all his documentaries, right? He's more about like the cinematography. Definitely. And uh, and I really enjoyed that. It was very refreshing, and it was cool. Like when they're uh, going to all the research places and like looking at meteorites like under the microscope and like talking about how beautiful it is, and like the guy with his little magnet on the rooftop, like picking asteroid particles up or whatever. Yeah, um, Herzog gets a, gets some really good access into whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So uh so it was cool. It was a very uh it was a very human story, right? Cuz they mm-hmm. they do bring up some of the um like historical slash folklore things. Uh they interviewed that one lady that's uh Australian Aborigine and she talks about like one of their dreamtime stories about this this crater mm-hmm. um they talk a little bit about the the maya and how their civilization was like centered around um the cenotes which are basically just like ponds created by asteroid impacts 
because in in the area of the world where they had their civilization, there's no rivers or lakes or anything. Uh, all the the bodies of water are all like these asteroid impacts, basically, that are flooded afterwards. Um, so that was cool, and uh, I didn't like the ending too much. Uh, that seemed like maybe a little forced when they go mm. to that uh, the Mer Islands, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're talking, they're doing this. Um, like asteroid dance basically and how like nobody had performed this dance in 50 years or whatever. Uh, that was kind of sad in a way. Uh, Cause like here you have this culture that like has this ritual, right? Based on asteroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like they were only doing it cause Werner Herzog is there shooting a documentary. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's right. not part of their culture anymore. Um, so that was kind of sad, but, uh, but the story behind it was cool. And uh, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it quite a bit. The uh, I, I did watch parts of it on my phone and on TV. Oh, uh, I mean, not to talk about the phone again, but boy, is that screen good! <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it was good on TV too, and uh, and I enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Thank you, Nick, for uh, for sharing that. Yeah, the one thing I wish Apple TV did was more documentaries because every one of them is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't have enough. Yeah, there's not much on there. Um, I've got the. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, watch the Beastie Boys one yet because I wanted to read some comics. Ah, uh, come on. Listen, I wanted to read comics. Okay, people talk right. about. Yeah, you know, oh, you guys don't talk about enough comics, and you know, I haven't read comics in a month, so I was like, I got to read some comics. You're uh, a man of the people. But uh, but I'm gonna watch the Beastie Boys documentary tomorrow. Yeah, you'll. Like and uh, and I'll I'll briefly talk about that next time. But uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot on there. Um, there's that. Uh, I'm actually kind of curious about watching that new Justin Timberlake movie, Palmer. Yeah, uh, that just came out. I I do want to see that too. Yeah, it uh, it's not the kind of thing that I would normally watch. Um, but it uh, it might be a, a good movie to watch with the uh, with the wife and Reagan. Um, yeah. Because they, what was the one that they really liked? Ah, shit. Now I can't remember. Uh, but they've watched it a bunch of times, and I'm like, are you guys watching it again? Like, it's fine, <laughs> but it's not, like, amazing. Um, it is uh, – it's a biopic with Claire Danes is the, the main character. And it is based on a true story. This woman that, like, changed the cattle industry, uh, oh. I think in the 60s or 70s maybe, uh, autistic girl. And so she was always going to like special ed schools and finally like she got a chance to go to like a normal school, I guess, uh, Uh because one of the professors took a a big interest in her. And uh, and because of her autism, she was able to like devise new ways of like herding cattle uh, at ranches. And like she created this like whole new system uh, where the cattle like basically – get herded like in this spiral thing um, with like close contact walls. And so that makes them feel safe before they go to the slaughterhouse. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I got to, I got to find it. Let me see here. Temple um, that's it. Temple Grandin. Grandin. Yeah. Temple Grandin. Yeah. It's on uh, HBO max. Yep. Very good. But, uh, but nothing that I would watch like a bunch, you know what I mean? Yeah, she won. Uh, it says that they, 
that that uh, won an an Emmy for outstanding uh, television movie. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, recommend it. I thought you'd want the title, so. But uh, but yeah, Palmer seems a little bit like that. I just watched the trailer a couple days ago. I was like, oh, that might be all right. Not realizing yeah. that it was on Apple TV. I think it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, and of course, now I can watch C, which I've been wanting to watch. Yes. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there's really anything much on there. No, I I watched the Bruce Springsteen documentary just because I liked making of albums, so I watched that. That was always good, but you have to be a Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah, I'm not and a I, big Bruce. I, I've tried a couple other films. Uh haven't tried any other TV yet, hmm. but nothing really calls out to me that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not much. I think, uh, I mean, maybe like... 20 movies and 20 shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, like, you know, it, it's four ninety nine a month if you're paying for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They just don't have have a lot on it right now. Maybe in, like, three, four years it might be worth it. But mm-hmm. who the hell knows if Apple's going to keep pumping money into something and not seeing a return. Yeah. Yeah, especially since they just make all their money on AirPods. Well... As well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, since you did mention uh, HBO Max, though, uh, we did watch um, the new Denzel Washington movie. Oh, how is that? Uh, it was good. <laughs> it looks sort of like Seven. It has a creepy vibe, like Seven. Yeah, that's that's what my wife said. Um, is it is it like that? The little things. Yeah, it's uh it's not quite like that. Um but uh but most of the movie feels a lot like that. Uh um, like Malik. Yeah, it's uh Denzel Washington and Remy Malik and then the villain of the movie is Jared Leto. Mhm. Uh which he looks I mean, he looks like Jared Leto, you know? Uh Rockstar Jesus. Uh, except uh, no wonder, no wonder he has uh, what is it? An island? He bought himself an island, and <laughs> he goes there with many women. With his cult, yeah, yeah, who treat him as a deity. Yes, he looks very Jesusish. He he does. Uh, so he's got the long hair and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you know he's like kind of a method actor. So he's got yeah. this pop belly, and he. He's kind of like duck footed in the movie, and he he walks kind of with a limp. Hmm. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, a a lot like Seven uh, for most of the movie until the end. Kevin Spacey walked duck footed in Seven. He did, he did, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he he took some inspiration there. Because hmm. uh, again, like the plot seems very similar. Um, even like the way things progress throughout. And and Jared Leto's character is very much like Kevin Spacey's character, where like he knows he he's super smart, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but like without spoiling it, even at the end you don't know if he's the killer. Mm. And then there's a twist that happens at the end that you're like, wait, what? I thought this was like <laughs> seven, but now it's kind of like police corruption. I'm very confused. Oh boy. Um so I, I recommend you watch it. 
I could, uh, you, could you have seen in normal times? Could you have seen this money, this movie become a huge blockbuster, critical fan success? No, or is this just like a little niche movie? If if I had gone to see this in theaters, mm-hmm. I would not have been happy. Wow. Okay. Just just because of the ending. Sure. Like I wouldn't be like, give me my money back. Right. But I'd be like, eh, I should have waited till it was out on DVD. Gotcha. You know gotcha. what I mean? Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But because it's like on HBO and it's free if you have it. Sure. Then like, why not? You know what I mean? And Denzel, I'm sure, did a good Denzel. I mean, Denzel's always good. Yeah. Um, it's got a, a little bit of a vibe of what was that called? Once along came a spider. Along came a spider. Oh yeah. Remember that? The old James Patterson novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that? That was um Oh shit. What was it? Let me look it up. Angelina Jolie? No, not Angelina. It's Morgan Freeman. Ashley Judd? Ashley Judd. Yep. Uh was that the sequel or was that the first one? I thought that was the first one. What's the I second one called? Because mm. there's another one in that series. And I think Morgan Freeman's in it, but Ashley Judd's character is replaced. Kiss the Girl? Kiss the Girl, yep. Yep, that's right. Um, so so it does have like a little bit of a vibe of that, uh, particularly with some of the flashback sequences. Because uh, they're, mm. they're investigating the murders of these women, and uh, Denzel's character used to be a detective for the LAPD. He ended up leaving for reasons you don't know about until the end. Um, and like he's still a cop, but he's just like you know working out in county or whatever. Um, but he was involved with murders very similar, almost identical to what we have in the present day that Remy Malik is investigating. Um. The, the one thing my wife said was, "Man, I thought they gave him all kinds of prosthetics for the Freddie Mercury movie. That's just what he looks like." And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> that's what he looks like, pretty much." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting. Uh, so some sections of it were a little slow, and I wish they would have cut them. Um, like you see, there's a lot of like riding around in cars, uh-huh. uh, not with comedians, but uh, sure. just riding around. And I feel like some of that could have gone away. Um, I think uh, I think the relationship between Reverend Malik and his wife, they should have just like taken that stuff out. They could have um, trimmed a little bit. Yeah, they could have just taken it out. Because like she's obviously concerned about him being involved with this case, but like they never talk about it. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, like you're supposed to get this like dual thing between Denzel's experience being a detective and, and what Remy Malik's going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like their, their family's the same, right? Like he, Denzel used to have a wife and two, two daughters and he ended up getting divorced and hasn't seen his kids in years um, because of this case that he was working on. And, and it seems like Remy Malik's character is kind of going in the same direction. Mm. Um, so like maybe that's why she's there to set that up. Uh, the dichotomy, but uh, I wish they would have just gotten rid of it. Like it was established without that section of it being there. 
it seemed to me like it, it at least by the trailer it seemed like seven and true detective a little bit yeah i wouldn't say true detective um just like burned out cops on a case that type of thing. that that for sure uh that for sure but um yeah a little more like seven gotcha. uh, not, not as gruesome either uh i think you only see one of the murder victims so it's something I can see. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, like there's not much blood. Like there's one scene where when they find the girl, and there's just like blood everywhere. Mm. Um, and it kind of like hits you all at once because the there's no power in the building when they discover her. And gotcha. so he's like looking at the crime scene with a UV lamp, and then mm. like the lights come on, and you see like the blood everywhere. And then a cat jumps out of the corner. <laughs> and then the cat jumps out of the corner. <laughs> Scares you. <laughs> but uh, but you know it was it was good. Like I said, if you have HBO already, then like watch it because <laughs> it's free. Yeah, why not? Um, they uh they have a good lineup coming up. Uh, for the most part, um, some of the stuff better than others. Um, like Judas and the Black Messiah comes out in a couple weeks, and like that's not normally a movie that I would enjoy, but it actually looks really good. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Is it is it based on a true story or is it just like historical fiction? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't researched it at all. But it's basically like somebody that infiltrates the Black Panther Party or mm-hmm. the FBI. Um. What else? Tom and Jerry. They have that uh, Sopranos prequel, Many Saints of Newark. Uh, Justice League comes out. Mortal Kombat, which I had no idea. Yeah, I knew that was being filmed. Yeah, that's coming out in April. Hilarious. Um, we'll see. Friends reunion special. Uh, my wife's going to be all over that. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Is that like the whole cast? Mm. I would think so, except for the monkey. Yeah, except for the monkey. Uh, so we'll see. I am kind of sad though, that they keep pushing Dune back. Because like, that's yeah. been filmed, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but at least it's going to be on HBO Max, so I can watch that for free. What did you think of the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong? <laughs> let, let me tell you, uh, the one thing that I've really enjoyed about uh, being uh, in a cave for three weeks yeah. is uh, is not being on Twitter. So so I'm very happy that I missed all the, the idiots talking about uh, Kong being the wrong size. Um, because no, I don't even read that stuff, it, dude. It's it's a fucking movie. <laughs> let let me think about the movie how I want to think about it until I see it. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, the trailer looks good. I mean, obviously, Kong and and Godzilla are gonna end up being friends at the end, right? Um, no, they're the last two that have battled. Uh huh. Right. They're going to settle scores. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, like, if you pay attention to trailers, you, you'll know better, right? Because they, I mean, the plot of this movie is basically the same as the plot of the first Godzilla movie uh, of this iteration. So so I know that Kong and Godzilla are going to be friends at the end. But, uh, but I thought it was fine, man. It's like one of these, like, popcorn flicks. Like, for sure, popcorn flicks. Yeah, um, I... The eight-year-old in me was very happy to see that on screen. Yeah. 
yeah, I got very excited because I used to love all of the big, huge monster versus each other films. Those are great. Yeah, yeah, I always watch them, but yeah. uh, and like they're never like super great. But who cares? Like they're not supposed to be. You know what no, I mean? Believe me, every time in that trailer, every time they went to humans that weren't running or screaming, every sentence that was uttered out of anyone's mouth or whoever was on screen touching Kong's hand or whatever that little girl, every bit of that I was like eye rolling. Like, I don't need to know why Godzilla's coming up from water. I don't need to know how you found Kong. I have no interest in any of that. Are they going to fight each other? That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the plot of this is like that comic. Uh, what was that called? Kaiju Max? Did you ever read that? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure the plot is the same exact thing. Uh, if, she, have... if that little girl gets on top of Kong's back. Uh, it's going to happen. And, and rides him. Against Godzilla, it's gonna like happen. a devil dinosaur. Yeah, I would be all about that. But if Kong just gets quiet and touches her finger to Kong's finger, I have no interest in that. Get out of here, <laughs> Jesus H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you though. I was watching the trailer. I was watching the trailer, and I'm like, uh, can we just get back to the monsters? Yes, battling. Oh, are they in a city now? Are they in a jungle now? Are they on water? Okay, I'll take all of that. Thank you. <laughs> Little girl, can you take this headband and put it up around Kong's head? And then all of a sudden, it's a military control device that goes against Godzilla? Could that possibly happen? Oh, of course. Who would have thought that these adults want to tame Kong? Who would have thought? Oh, so, my God. Give me l- a break. Let me tell you, and I don't know if anyone else has made this comparison uh, I'm going to assume no, but again, I don't know because I haven't been on Twitter. Sure, sure. Uh, but this feels like the movie that Rampage should have been. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because like, watching the trailer for this, I'm like, this is like super high quality CG version of like the 8-bit Rampage game I used to play in the arcade. Could uh, you possibly just put all of Godzilla's nemesises in a flashback scene? Can we get Mega Godzilla? Can we get Mothra? Can we get Rodan? Can they all just be part of like one twenty-minute chunk? That's all mm-hmm. I need. Mm-hmm. You might you might get money for a Blu-ray out of me if I see that. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I don't want all of these humans talking. I have no interest. Why are you spending money having these humans out there? I have mm-hmm. no interest. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I just I wanted agree. to ask you. I, I I didn't know. No, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this. If you want to watch some really good Godzilla, got to watch the Netflix original Godzilla animated series. Not the Matthew Broderick one? No. Oh, wait, no, it's not a series. It's three movies. Three movies? Yeah, it's anime. All, like, put together? They're they're loosely tied together. Oh boy! Yeah, and one of them is in space in the future. <laughs> That's awesome. So listen, we all know everything's better in space, especially Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So so that's uh. And the puppets in space. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you said everything. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Lots of stuff on HBO Max. Can't wait for the yeah. Matrix. That is what I'm excited about. That's what you're there for. Uh, I'm there for Justice League, and I'm there for the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The Matrix Resurrection. Uh, that's gonna be fantastic. But uh, you know what they do need though is more comic book shit. Like I was looking at their lineup. Uh, and like, there's some stuff that they mentioned, like a New York Justice. There's like a like a three part animated Aquaman thing coming out. Uh, but I wish they would like talk more about that stuff. I don't know, man. Maybe they're just like shifting their business. Yeah, maybe the the return on that investment is not as huge as the what is it vocal minority makes it sound like it is Mm -hmm. wait what you're breaking news are you telling me are you telling me that the vocal minority isn't correct they know what they want or at least they think they know (laughs) but if it isn't bringing in that avengers money i don't know if they want to do it over and over and over again yeah, I think that it'll all depend on how uh, the Justice League thing does. Yeah. Yeah. But Which, I, I did enjoy Harley Quinn. God, it's so good. Thank Is there a new season yet? No, no. Damn it. Uh, that's a good segue because I read some comics, Nick. Oh, good. Let's hear it. I didn't read a lot of comics, but I did read uh, – I read some of the Future State stuff. Oh, have you uh, have you checked any of it out? No, I've just been seeing stuff on social media. Mm, OK, so so I'll say this. It's not the best. But it is good. Uh, and I, I only read the stuff in Gotham. OK, OK, so I read Future State Dark Detective one and two. I read Future State Robin Eternal. Future State. Uh, Nightwing, mm-hmm. Future State Catwoman, and Future State Harley Quinn. Uh, by far, the awesomest art on on any of these books uh, was the Harley Quinn book. Who did that? Uh, it's written by Stephanie Phillips. The art is Simone DeMeo. I don't know. The name didn't sound familiar. Okay. Um. I don't even know how to describe the art. It almost feels all right, you remember this is a bad comparison, but this might give mm. you like a rough idea. So you remember that Rye book that Clayton Crane did? Oh yeah. How he did like everything computer graphics. Uh-huh. So it almost feels like a mixture of that and like um cell shaded like video games. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. But it's huh. it's so like clean and crisp and like really beautiful to look at and the the colors are amazing. Tamara Van Velen did the colors. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, will I be picking up the book? Because I think Stephanie's doing the Harley Quinn book after Future State is done. Will Ooh. I be reading that based on this? Yes, because I like Stephanie. Um, I don't. It's not going to be related because I guess everything goes back to like regular continuity after Future State. Mm. But uh, but I really enjoy this quite a bit. Um, Are so, you only sticking in the Bat universe? 
Or now, are you, after the Bat Universe, are you going to be branching out and getting all of the Future State stuff? I'm going to get all the Future State stuff. Ooh, are you waiting for, like, trades? Why Why aren't you jumping on them now? Because I want to read them now. I'm just asking. Yeah, I want to read them now. Uh, I'm just no, curious. No, no, I'm saying, I'm asking, why don't you have them now? If you've only, if you've only, if you only have the Bat stuff now. Oh, no, 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 I have them. I just haven't read them yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for clarity. Yeah, okay. yeah, my bad, my bad. But I, but I wanted to read the Batman, the Bat Family stuff first. Yeah, Because uh, it's like, number one, it's Bat Family. Uh, yeah. And two, I figured that they would be, like, related because they're all in Gotham. And they are sure. all related. Um, I don't think you get, like... <sighs> they're not so closely tied together that, like, you have to read all of them. But there's, like, little things here and there where you're like, if you have read this, then it might help you understand this segment of it. So um, are you saying you sort of wish they would have little numbered placards on all of the titles so you know exactly the reading order to read the entire thing? You know, part of me feels like if this had come out 20 years ago, yeah, uh, it would have been that. Because I would love that. I would love, like, if Batman's number six in the reading or order, have number six and then have a bat symbol that has number one if you're only reading the Batman. This is number one in the reading order. Mm-hmm. Like, just get, like, dude, you want to sell, especially insane comic book people. Once you get numbers on stuff, you think any of them, unless you're completely opposed to a character or some of the creative team, would you ever let a missing number go if you have a possibility of like, no, I got to fill that hole. I might mm. not read it, but I got to fill that hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is the perfect time to introduce that stuff. You're right. That would have been cool. Uh, especially uh, for something that is finite. Right. Uh, perfect. I, I did read another one. I read Future State Justice League. Oh, that was my least favorite. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. not not that it's a bad book. It's 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 well written. The mm-hmm. art's awesome. I love the art. Uh, Rob Rocha is is the artist. Um, but uh, it just there seemed to be like a lot of holes for me in the story. Uh, so that might have been my my least favorite. You know, remember when we discussed this before that it's like, are they just going to push it into an else world feel with like no backup? Hmm. So you don't know how Superman got his powers like an else world would fill that in. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, like year I, one. Remember year one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they so, just sort of dropped you in the middle of it and like, oh, well, it's a mystery. Figure it out. I wondered about some of this. Because all the books start with like a little blurb, a little paragraph, mm. um, talking about like how the multiverse kind of like changed because of death metal, Ugh. right? And and I didn't read death metal because dark metal was terrible, and so I didn't want to read death metal. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that you need to, from from what I've read so far, and I could be wrong because people have read death metal, maybe they have a better answer. Uh, from whatever it's so far, you don't need to read death metal to read these. Uh, it Does seems like it they inspire you to want to read death metal. 
No, I don't care because I didn't no, like I'm dark just metal. Asking. I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay. Um, like I started reading Dark Detective and and I saw the blurb and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, do <laughs> I do I need to go read this now? Um, but Does just it ba- feel like an Elseworld. Do all of them encompassing? Do they feel like Elseworld tales? Yes. Or do they feel like sort of like Batman Beyond? Oh, like interesting. The skeleton is there, but you can definitely tell us in the future. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe it does feel more like Batman Beyond. That's cool. Yeah. Right, I like that. Yeah. So you can have like a pissed off Joker or pissed off like Green Arrow, and you have no clue why he's pissed off, but yet it's whatever, 40, 40 years in the future. So something happened, but we're never going to know why. Well, not really, though, because, like, a lot of the characters are the same. Uh, like, Dark Detective is still Bruce Wayne. No, I'm just saying, could something have happened in that time between future state and current state that would, you know, affect them? Y- yeah, possibly. And again, maybe I'll have a better idea when I read all the future state books. Sure, sure. Um, but having read only the Gotham ones... Mm-hmm. Um, like those are all very centered on what happened to Batman, right? Yeah. Um and, and again, I don't know if like this comes around during Death Metal. Um but but Gotham is basically like uh like a military state. Mm. Um and, and this is not like a new idea either, because like I've seen this before in, in Batman titles. Yeah. Um and so they have this organization called the Magistrate that uh that's basically in charge of Gotham. Okay, there's no more GCPD or anything like that. They're in charge of Gotham, and their first order of business is to get rid of all mass vigilantes. Oh. Okay. Um, and, of course, there's, like, mass vigilantes fighting against this, okay? Um, and the first order of business is to get rid of Batman, basically, right? Because he's, like, the guy. Um, so they, quote-unquote, kill Batman, and then they, quote-unquote, kill Bruce Wayne. Um but this leads to like you know an underground movement of people that are like Batman lives, uh, like that's the motto, hmm. uh, and like some of the characters are still around, right? So, um, like Tim Drake is Robin, which I really like that, uh, and he's hanging out with Spoiler, uh, hmm. Nightwing's still there, right? Dick's still there as Nightwing, not as uh, what was he? No, uh, Richard or whatever he was. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's back to to being Nightwing. Um, Todd is back as Red Hood. Um, except like he works for the magistrate, hunting down vigilantes. Ooh. Uh, except at the end of the issue, like the magistrate puts out a hit on Robin on on Red Hood. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. So so that obviously didn't work out very well. But uh, so it all centers around this idea that Batman was killed. Uh, even though, like, he's still around. Just nobody knows it, because Bruce assumes, like, another identity. Uh, and and he has to do things differently, because he doesn't have uh, Winkor anymore. Right? Like, mm. the Magistrate took all that stuff over. Wow. Uh, so there's, like, new companies that take the place of, of Winkor and, uh, or Wayne Industries. And, uh, and so that's kind of cool to see. But again, like, none of this feel... I don't know, like... I mean, you know how the internet is. People get upset about anything. Oh yeah. Um, none of it feels like particularly new or different, 
and and it's just like a minor status quo change to me. Uh, like if, if for anybody that's been reading Batman or Bat Family books for a long time, like we've seen all these plots before. Um, so like it's it's cool. I enjoyed it, man. You know I love Elseworld stories. Um, and it's not like well, what if Batman had died? Like you know, how does this affect Catwoman? Right. Um, but uh, but it does have like a little bit of a feel of that. Uh, the Catwoman book I really really liked. Um, mm. she's like basically i don't know if on purpose but she's kind of like one of the leaders of this resistance and and that book played out a little bit like snowpiercer um because the magistrates like rounding up all these people to take them to like re-education centers basically and uh, and so she's got this whole plot to like break people out of this train uh as they're going to the re-education center uh oh the one the one cool thing that i liked is that nightwing is using the now abandoned arkham asylum as his base of operations oh geez uh so that was where cool. did all the inmates go great idea the magistrate took him somewhere else oh but you don't know where yeah i'm not quite sure where uh like there's there's some hints of that in uh in the harley quinn book uh oh. Har- harley teams up with scarecrow which was oh. really cool uh because you know they're both mental doctors yeah uh so that's uh that's an interesting way to go about it and uh and they talk a little bit about uh, what was it firefly and i can't remember the other one um so so we'll see i actually i i really dug it man i think if uh if dc had the balls to just go like deep into this uh it would be really successful in uh you know a year or two years but uh, but obviously that's not going to happen because people <laughs> people lost their shit when they announced this whole thing, and uh, and they're going to go back to the regular continuity after I guess next month or the month after. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Do you after reading the Bat books, do you are you excited that this is only like three months, or are you sort of bummed to know like? Well, this stuff has to wrap up in three months. I mean, based on the stuff that I read in the Bat Family, I would have loved to see this go for six months. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Because then you can Mm -hmm. really develop these stories. I mean, how much story can you tell in two issues? If these sell, do you think DC would look at like, well, let's just keep the top 20 of these? No, I don't think so. Or the top 10 of these? No, I think that's already been decided. Wow, you would think that they would definitely let the dollar speak a little bit. Well, that's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, going back is is letting the dollar speak, I think. Um No, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just shocked that they wouldn't want to keep the top 5 titles yeah, and just yeah. take a little pocket universe. I mean, maybe, and and there could be some interesting stuff that comes out of it. Uh like Dr. Detective has the uh, the Grifters backup story. Yeah. Um. So it was cool to see Grifter on there, but you know, like I want to see other characters too. <laughs> Definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Grifter's cool, but like. And do you think they're gonna wrap it up in three months? There's no way. Or will it just a lot of it just be left like open ended? Dude, most of these books are two issues. I mean, some of them are four, but most of them are two issues. Like, how much story can you tell in that amount of time? 
hey, I don't know if you're going to get the answers to everything that you've been throwing out. Mm-hmm. Like, who's to even say if you're going to even get the answer of, like, what happened to all the inmates? Right, exactly. You might not even get that. Yep. That's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, and, I, I mean, some of the characters have potential. Uh, and it's not like some of them we've seen before, right? So I was talking about the uh, the Justice League book. Yeah. Um, you know, having John as Superman, I think, is is cool and refreshing. Mm. Um, and and I want to see like how that develops in the Superman books because there's I don't know five or six different ones. Um, so that's going to be the next thing I tackle is is that side of DC. Uh, oh, be- cool. Before I go into like you know, there's like a future state Shazam and some other stuff. Uh, like random things, definitely. Uh, but but I like seeing like the the Justice League team is all new characters, right? Oh, wow. Um There's like a new Wonder Woman, a new Green Lantern, new Flash, like all this stuff. Uh, hmm. But like they're not like super new characters, right? Like the the Green Lantern is the the girl that was Green Lantern in the Far Sector book, which was amazing. Like. The, not only is that book beautiful, like some of the best art at DC, yeah. um, but it was like super cool. And this girl is like a, a real detective, right? Like she's a was cop. Was she the one and now with she's... like the curved, like it had a lantern hanging from like the staff? Was that um, the lantern? A staff? Or am I thinking, or am I thinking of some other version of Green Lantern? So, so this Green Lantern, I don't remember the staff. Uh, she's she's African American, and she's got this like spiral bouffant thing going on in her hair. Hmm. Um, the uh, her book Far Sector was written by M.K. Jameson, which is a, a fantasy writer, a sci-fi fantasy hmm. writer. She does novels. Um, and and her plots are often very similar to the the plot that was used in in Far Sector. Uh, dude, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, you should read it. It's eight issues, I think, hmm. uh, a maxi series. It's okay. really good, and it's a uh, dude. It's what it's what I think Green Lantern needs to be. It's like a murder mystery in space. I like the sound of that. Um, and so she's the Green Lantern. Um, Aquaman is not Aquaman; it's Aquawoman, and I think it's uh, I think it's Aquaman's daughter, maybe. Uh, I don't hmm. recall exactly who it is, uh, but yeah, John Superman. Uh, there's that uh, that new uh, Wonder Woman. Um, I can't remember her name, but I, th- I think we've seen her in something else previously. And uh, and it's cool. Like they, it's like oh god, do you remember? Was that called Earth Two? Hmm. There was a Justice League story where like um uh, they're on a different earth and like the Justice League are all villains. You remember that? Yeah, that's Earth 2. Yeah, Earth 2. Um there's like it plays off on that idea hmm. with like an evil Justice League because you do see an evil Justice League. Uh but it turns out that it's not the Justice League from another earth. It's the um the White Martians. Oh wow. Spoilers, uh, White Martians uh, shape shifting into evil versions of the Justice League. Wow, uh, which is cool, but like I don't know. Like I said, there's some plot holes, like uh, like calling Green Lantern the best detective 
in the DC universe, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> bro, <laughs> no, okay, it's Batman, get get over it. Uh, and there's a little thing where uh, where Luke Fox, like they they're introducing Luke Fox Batman, mm-hmm. and and he's talk, they're talking about how like he fixed Gotham, and I'm like, whoa, fixed Gotham. I just read all the Gotham books. Gotham's a piece of shit, number one. Uh, and number two, like, Bruce has been doing this for, like, 80 years, and he didn't fix Gotham. <laughs> this guy, like, just got here. You know what I mean? Like, hold your horses, bro. <laughs> hey, it's future state. Come on. Uh, Well, I, I get that. But don't be knocking on my Batman. <laughs> That's you all I'm like saying. The That's all I'm saying. Don't be knocking okay. on my Batman. Okay. Uh. Nick, you know, I I went to school. I was an English major in school, mm. and, and I had to do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you're always told is you gotta show and not tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't tell me this guy is better than Bruce Wayne Batman. You gotta show me why he's better than Bruce Wayne Batman, and I have not seen it. <laughs> I have not seen it. Uh, in fact, he shows up in the Nightwing book, and Nightwing takes care of him in like three seconds. Uh, so don't tell me this guy fixed Gotham. <laughs> Was this the same English class that maybe the future state books in two months, all of a sudden everyone will wake up from a dream and it will all have been a dream? Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Or will an editor wake up and then all of a sudden it's the old timey, it's uh, assistant editor month here at DC. And that was all, we were just all having fun. <laughs> we put up, we put all the editors into all the books. Ha ha. April fools. Glad you guys could pay all that money for those who wouldn't want to see us editors in these books. Right guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, Best written book, Dark Detective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, Marika Tamaki. Man. Yeah, she's fantastic. I love her stuff. I uh, just love getting new voices in there, or at least new for DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's yeah, good. matter of fact, I think uh, are these all new people? Let's see. Dark Detective was Marika Tamaki. Um. Robin Eternal was Megan Fitzmartin. I don't know who that is. I think this is great. Uh, let's see. Nightwing is Andrew Constant, which that name sounds familiar, but I couldn't place it. Uh, Catwoman is Ram V, which I love his stuff. Um, he wrote Future State Catwoman, and he did the Future State Swamp thing, mm. uh, which I'm excited for that because Ram V is freaking awesome at horror. So I can I can imagine that that book is going to be great. Uh, we'll see. I could be wrong, but uh, but he's taking over the the Catwoman book oh, when when wow. things go back to normal. Hmm. Uh, so that'll be interesting because I've only like everything that I read from him has always been horror, mm-hmm. um, or like horror tinted. So it's uh, interesting to see him in like a big superhero book. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Harley Quinn with Stephanie Phillips, whom I love. I'll read anything she writes. And then Justice League was Joshua Williamson. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Which I mean, he's been with DC for a while. He used to do the Flash. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so yeah, do I recommend it? Yeah, I think it's good. All you haters, shut your face. Oh. That's what I say. Wow. I'm just, dude, it's fucking comics, you know what I mean? I agree. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how other people read comics, but I read them to have fun. Hey, when we went through the listing of all the titles, that, they all sounded exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. So I'll report next time on the Superman books. Yes, please. And uh, and hopefully those are also good. I am excited for John Kent, man. I like the character a lot. Mm. Um, I don't know that I like so much that they aged him so quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, when, when Bendis took over that book and sent him to space, and then he came back like two issues later, and he's like 20 years older. Because, <laughs> um, you know, time dilation in space. Yeah. But, the missing uh, years. Yeah, but whatever. I'm excited. Uh, and I know now, uh, you. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I saw uh, I saw some of Glenn's tweets, and uh, and he seems to be enjoying the Superman stuff. So if yeah. Glenn likes the Superman stuff, then I'm assuming it's good because yes. Glenn is very particular with his Superman. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's it's good to it's good to have that passion. I love it. Mm-hmm. So have you decided on your twenty tw- if you're even doing a twenty twenty one adopt a character? Man, I was thinking about that on the drive home the other day. Oh. I haven't even picked one yet. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean I you know, I had started reading the Doctor Fate stuff. Yeah. I uh, remember and, you were debating on it. Yeah, and I'd like to continue. The thing with that is um I would only read his series. Right, so not like when he shows up in Justice League or anything else. Um, I guess it wouldn't be Justice League; it'd be uh, just Justice Society or uh, International. Um, it would only be his his solo books, and uh, you know that's like fifty issues tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be an easier one, but I, I would like to do something. I don't know, man. I got to think about this. Um, cause I'll be frank. I have not thought about it since we discussed that one time. Ah, yes. yes. Uh, but I, w- I would like to read, pick like one character that's not as relevant. Right. So like Dr. Fate would be fine, but I would want to pick a character that's like in the zeitgeist. Mm. Um, so, so based on that, I had thought about doing Hulk because mm. I've never been like a big Hulk guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when he shows up in the movies, like, and I, I love the the TV show uh, with Lufa Rigno and all that. Um, and I love Immortal Hulk, but uh, but in terms of like other stuff, there's like big, like huge gaps in there for me, right? Like I read mm-hmm. the the big stuff, like some of the Great Hulk stuff I've done, uh, stuff with the Maestro, like Planet Hulk, that kind of thing. Um, but I've never like consistently read a Hulk book. Uh, so that's uh, that's in the running, but but I I still don't know, man. And look, t- tomorrow's February. Shame on me. <laughs> no, no, no. Take your time. No, shame on me. Me coming. Well, let me throw in my two cents. I'm coming off of Hulk being my adopted character for last year, mm-hmm. and I was in the same boat as you going into it. Only read Planet Hulk. Immortal Hulk I've been on since the beginning. Um, 
I've read like Wolverine's first appearance. I've read arcs here and there, a lot of like uh, Peter David stuff uh, because I got the trades cheap. Mm. But like, I didn't really know what, especially regarding immortal Hulk never really knew that he was that uh, Ewing was doing deep dives into classic Hulk runs and pulling out scenarios from those Mm -hmm. for his, for his current run. Mm -hmm. Um, And other than that, like defenders was probably the most Hulk I read like consistently Mm. uh, before my adopt a character. And I gotta say that was probably, and I mean, this is coming from my first adopt a character was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I, I think I was more rewarded reading Hulk than I was even Spider-Man. Mm. Cause I, I knew most of Spider-Man. I read most of Spider-Man. A lot of it was just rereading, but there's so much in his history. Like I didn't even know, like, wait, so you, Hulk, Bruce Banner's father was in like previous Hulk arcs. Didn't even know that. No clue. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows up, then then you see it in Ewing's writing. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, like it just it connected up so many circles that are happening now. It just filled in those circles really, really nicely. Hmm. And there's there's a lot of great artists on Hulk as well. It, it isn't just because my best friend growing up, his main character was the Hulk. And I just looked at it like there's nothing there other than action yeah. and rampage. There's, there's nothing there for me to grab a hold of. And boy, I couldn't have been more wrong. Huh. Like even from the Kirby stuff, there's so much in regards to like Bruce Banner. That's just amazing. And especially as soon as Hulk goes into like the microverse, that was the part that was like, Oh my God, Hulk is so in like, insanely progressive and not just this rampaging beast, which was great to read great to fill in these like gaps that I had, which were huge gaps. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend, highly recommend the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to do that. I mean, I would love to do, um, you know, I've been thinking about this for years actually. And, uh, and I don't even know if I would want to do it anymore because, there's just been like such a status quo change mm. um that it wouldn't make a difference, you know what I mean? Uh mm-hmm. but going back and in, in reading all the X Men stuff that I missed out on. Sure. Um yeah. I, I've been thinking of doing that for years. Uh you know, since I since I first heard Rob talking about completing his uh uncanny X Men run. Mm-hmm. Uh, um and he's been doing that for, for years as well. Um but you know, I, I dropped out of X Men like early two thousands. Sure. And, uh, you know, I picked up books here and there. And then, uh, you know, a few years ago when they tried to reboot that whole franchise, I, I tried to pick it up and it just wasn't hitting. Um, and I know people have like a lot of issues with, uh, the current stuff. And, uh, sure. I, I guess it's like in a bit of a hiatus at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, that's what I mean with the, the, the status quo change. Like there's so much that's changed that it doesn't really matter if I go back and read the old stuff. Um, no. but, but I would, I would be curious to see like what kind of stuff I've missed. Right. 
Um, can I can I at least throw out at least what I learned last year, especially mm-hmm. last year? And this will deal. I I would suggest this with either X Men or Hulk. To be honest with you, I found like my current adopt a character is Captain America and Flash. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading Captain America, and I just decided because Hulk, I was pretty rigid in trying to read chronological because mm. I wanted the entire soap opera in my head. Yeah. And I sort of realized, yeah, but if you do that, there's only so many issues you can read in a year mm-hmm. and you're not going to completely dedicate, at least I'm not going to completely dedicate that year to one character. I want to read other things or I'm in the mood for other things. So I'm going to bounce off a Hulk for a month. But by doing the chronological thing, I never even got up to like half of the epic collections that I wanted to mm-hmm. of the newer, not newer stuff, but like the 90s stuff. And it's like, I, I feel like with Captain America this year, I immediately jumped to why well, I've never read other than two issues of the John Byrne run. So I'm going to read the X. I'm going to read the epic collection, uh, Captain America with all the John Byrne. So that's what I started with. And that was great. But that also, that period of comics also was huge for editor notes. So all of a sudden I'm seeing all these editor notes of like, oh, this is, if you want to go back and see the other three times Nomad appeared by different characters in cat books also see this issue also see this issue also see this issue and all of a sudden i found myself like oh i need to go back and read that issue because i wanted to know more about nomad and Mm. then i looked at like what i already own because i don't want to buy anything else i want to read what i currently have that's the whole point of for me the adopted characters is to like let's get rid of some of the stuff that you've been sitting on and I found myself almost falling into that trap of, oh, here's the first, I have the first appearance of Nomad. Great, I'll read this collection next. But if I go back one more trade or Marvel Masterwork, then that's the last, or that's the like, if Nomad's in volume seven, well, the first one I own of the Masterworks volume six, well, I should just start reading from six mm-hmm. forward. And it's like, no, don't, I, I'm just telling you the way I wouldn't, the way I would attack something is not, I need to read it from number one and then number two, then number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now I, I just, I will jump right to the first appearance of Nomad. And guess what? If he jumps his next appearance, the next person that takes over Nomad is three trades from this trade. Well, then I'll just jump three trades. Yeah, and I'm taking that into consideration because uh, I I never even finished reading all the Daredevil stuff from last year. I still have yeah. stuff to read. But it becomes daunting. Yeah. I, I have tons of Hulk that I still have to read. But you know what? I'm, I told myself mentally I'm just going to jump over to some new Adopta characters. And then when I take a because I don't read just like jumping back and forth, Hulk, Flash, Hulk, Flash. I'll be like, Hulk, oh, well, now I need a break, so now I'll read Captain America. Then I'll read a couple floppies. Then I'll jump over to Flash. Like, I need I need a break from them. I mm-hmm. just can't read back-to-back-to-back to back to back anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't want you to get bogged down in. And I know both of us, we can read Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden you're reading like two decades of X-Men, Golden Age, at some point you're just going to get burned out instead of like, well, let me jump to a trade of, you know, Paul Smith. And I'll read that and that that will revitalize me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah. know. I'll 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 make up my mind. I mean, maybe you read some White Queen. You know, you're just like, oh, I want to read the appearances of White Queen. Let me jump around in different trades just to read all of the Hellfire Club. Well, and so so I thought about that as an option. The thing is, I feel like some of the characters that I would want to do, mm-hmm. there's just not going to be a whole lot in there. Sure. Right. And uh, and I want something that I can kind of read for the long term mm, uh, gotcha. and, and kind of make it last the whole year. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and, and grow into the character. Um, I don't know, man. That's tough. I I just look at adopt a character. For me, it's never a chore. One, I don't yeah. want to make it into like, this is homework. Mm-hmm. No, I want it to be fun. But I also put the stipulation on myself. I have to pick blind spots. So, like, Flash for me is pretty much a blind spot. Other than the team books, he's mm-hmm. a blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. And same with Captain America. Other than Brubaker run forward, Captain America is a complete blind spot because I've only read him in team books. Well, see, and I feel like the character that I should pick should be a character and not do something like X-Men, right? Even if I have a big hole because there's so many fucking characters there. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how you want to take it because, to be honest with you – I'm going to be reading some Avenger books and sure Captain America is part of that, but it's just because it's another reason for me to like get out some Avenger books. Mm. Like I, I, I just, I look at the tangential like, Oh flash, I can read some justice league and still count that as flash. Yeah, I maybe put, I don't put those stipulations on me because there's, there's a lot of books that's just like, yeah, but do I want to read that right now? Because right now, it, maybe I'm in the mood for a team book. That would be fun. See, so maybe I should pick a smaller character then. Because then I could do, like, even if it's only, like, 30 appearances, right? Mm-hmm. That might be better, because then I'm reading, like, you know, whatever, an issue a week, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I don't feel like, oh, okay, I need to finish this, adopt the character, let me go and read, like... 30 issues of uh, whatever, like Captain Britain appearances. Yeah. It wouldn't feel like homework, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like kind of easiest, what I'm trying to get away from. The easiest character for X-Men, of course, to pick is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But if in your head you think, by the end of the year, I want to finish all the Wolverine appearances, then Jesus Christ, dude, you just set up a hurdle that pretty much you're you're going to school. This is going to be homework. I just don't see how that can last. Like I'd be so burned out on it, just like, ugh, another Wolfer. Even though, like, yes, you can read him him in Avengers. You can read him in, you know, X-Men. But at some point it's like, oh my God, I want to break from that. How many times can I hear the old <laughs> knuckle head before I like want to throw up? Yeah, there's only so much Wolverine I can take. Uh, yeah. You know, that just made me realize. I think I know a character that I'm going to do. I'm going to do Doctor Doom just so I can go back and read Doom 2099. 
Ooh, that's a good character. Because <laughs> he does have a lot of appearances. He does. But it's one of those things where, like, when he appears, I mean, he did, he has that his own book, right? Yeah. But but a lot of times when he appears, he's around other characters. Definitely. That's a or good one. Big, or it's a big statement. It's like the Red Skull. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's a good one, too. But there's no minor appearances. Like those are, it's like the Joker. Those are big fucking appearances. Mm-hmm. When they're on the scene, that's a big book. Uh, let's see here, Doctor Doom. Total. Doc, okay, Dr. here we go. Doctor perfect. Doom would also be perfect because then you can go back and even read. And I know this is like, for me, this is stupid, crazy fun. You could be reading the Marvel villain team up books. And those are awesome. All right. So Dr. Doom has 104 comic appearances. That seems really low. Is this up to date? That doesn't seem right. Uh, well, well, I mean, even if at 104, that's pretty good. And that's like a wide range of books. Definitely. You know, so we got, let's see, Avengers, Silver Surfer, Thor, Supervillain Team-Up, Hulk. Uh, ooh, Silver Sable in the Wild Pack. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, just, I, I just read Doom War. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever fun. read that. A lot of fun. That was when uh, Doom. It was when T'Challa uh, was not king, and uh, Doom came in and grabbed all of the uh, Wakanda resource for himself. Oh, interesting. It was it was good. It was six issues. It was quick in, quick out. All right, it's decided right now because I'm looking at this list and I like the wide range. Doctor Doom, it is. And there's some good Fantastic Four issues in that thing too. Nexus War Thor. What is this? Nexus War Thor. That's from last year. Wild. Hmm. Uh. All right. Doctor Doom is one of my adopted characters. Ooh, yeah. Huh? Loki, Agent of Asgard. I forgot he was in that. That was good. Have you ever read that? No. That book is so good. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, cool. Doctor Doom it is. I like it. Uh, I'm going to have to buy are, these cuz I don't own most of these. Are you going to take uh um are you going to take the same attitude over to DC and pick a character there? Yeah, I feel like I need to do that, right? I think so. Um, I mean, I could stick to Dr. Fate, but it wasn't, like, that exciting. Uh, who would I pick? All right, so that's that's my homework for, for, for the next episode. Yeah, especially... Picking a DC character. It's easy to pick a villain or a hero that you love, but for me, the whole point of adopt a character is not to go back and reread stuff at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to redo stuff. Uh, you know what? I think a villain would be perfect. Villains are so much more interesting than heroes. Heroes are boring. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) That'll be fun, though. Trying to... That's some good homework. Yeah. 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 I think so. I'm going to do that. Is there... Does this... I bet this site has a list of characters. This is not just Doom. Uh, no. Not Doom again. Total indexed appearances. Okay, so the, the, yeah. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a DC villain for next episode. Ooh, exciting! If you have suggestions on DC villains, let me know. Yes. Uh, the quirkier the better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I could do? I could do no. That's like five books. I was gonna say I could do like every appearance of Ten Eyed Man. <laughs> yeah, that would be about ten to fifteen. That would be a dream come true. I wonder. Let me see here. Ten Eyed Man appearances. Surely it's like three books. Uh, let's see here. Batman Wiki, don't let me down. You let me down. No. It, it does not have all the appearances. All right, whatever. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? The Comic Vine website. Don't they list like all the, the yeah. Comic Vine still around? It, it is. Yes. It's owned by GameSpot. Oh. Okay. Not GameStop, the hottest stock of all time. <laughs> uh, thirty-nine appearances. That's way too many. <laughs> Way too many. Man, you could bust those out in a month. Uh, way too many. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll pick one. I'm going to pick a villain and a villain not in the uh, Bat family. I think that would be smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there we go. I found it already. Oh, gosh. All right, we're going to do Sinestro. Ooh. Sinestro and Doctor Doom are my adopted characters. Dang, look at you. That's a those are good choices. Yeah, that's good. That uh that Sinestra book was really good. I look yeah. forward to rereading that. The Venditti? Yeah. Was it Venditti? Thought it was. Hmm. Maybe. Uh no, it wasn't Venditti. Wasn't that Colin Bunn? He might have done it after Venditti. Hmm. I want to look it up. Let's see here. I don't even know where you would go. Alright, let's just do Comic Vine again. Let's see here. Jeez, 1,022 appearances. You better start reading. Yikes. I promise you. I will read that many comics, but they will not all be Sinestro comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, see, this is going to be so awesome. This is so perfect. I love the Green Lantern stuff. Oh. oh. Man, that means I'm going to have to reread uh, Blackest Night. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a good read. Uh, I don't even. There's just too many pages here. I'm not gonna look this up. Maybe I should just look up Sinestro Venditti. Maybe that is less. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So yes, he did appear there, but that's when he was doing uh the Green Lantern book, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Hey, I'll take a win when I, whenever I can get it. Okay. Yeah, I I'll give it to you. Sold to you. Venditti Thanks. did right. Thanks. Uh, Sinestro's Law. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Oh, that's an arc. Okay. 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 Uh, all right. Cool. I'm very excited to announce my <laughs> adopted characters. <laughs> the official announcement. 
Yes. The smoke is coming out of the top of the chapel. Yes. Two new adopted characters have been elected. Yes. Yes. Just like yes. when they send the smoke out of the Vatican. <laughs> the new pope. Uh, yes. Martin Exa- Ferretti. Exactly that. He has two new characters adopted. Oh, my God. That's too funny. I thought you would have went Magneto, to be honest with you. Um. So, so the uh, the Magneto solo book was really good. Uh, but I've but I've read that. Okay. Um. And again, like I I have this thing where I want to read all the X Men stuff that I missed, but uh-huh. there's just so many characters. You know what I mean? There and is. Yeah. Then it's not like adopt a character. Then it's like adopt a large segment of an entire universe. <laughs> adopt a universe. Yeah, adopt a universe. That'll be uh, that'll be 2022. Adopt the mutants. You'll just read every mutant book. Uh, there's too many. I know you don't want to be daunted. It's You're insane. right. Although let me tell you, somebody that that grew up reading X Men in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, if you can read those books, you can read anything. Yeah, that's true. Because they are complicated books. Yeah. And a lot of titles that sort of interweave with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, the 90s. The best times. It's the soap opera we never thought we wanted. Mm-hmm. I agree. So All right. Good. Let's wrap it up, Nick. Sure. Oof. I had, uh, I've been drinking chamomile tea this whole time. Oh. I feel like, uh, like it's, I'm ready for bed. That's good. Sleepy time. Yeah, you can read a couple comics and doze off. I don't think I can even do that. Really? Right to bed? Whew. But wow. I tell you. Rough. I like it. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been teaching Zoe how to ride her skateboard. Oh, man. And that is exhausting. You're doing a little gleaming the cube? <laughs> that sounds so perverted. Yeah. Uh yes. All right, let's uh let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening to uh what show is this? <laughs> what are Radio we doing? Vision, Did Radio I hit record? <laughs> I hope I recorded this. <laughs> with Martin Ferretti and Nick Wet- and your uh guest host, Nick Wetmore. Listen, we we've been doing this Martin show for like thirty years, okay? You're not a guest anymore. I think it's a guest. Uh you can find a Martin Ferretti. Is that my name? Where do we, yeah, where do we find you again? I don't know. I'm Look, I'm on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, or you won't, you go won't to see his other much. podcast. Subscribe to that. They all come up. Come on. Mm. You can find me at Nick Wetmore. You can write to us at hello at nerdylegion.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Go mm. pick and adopt a character. Mm. Oh. Bye-bye.